Hello and welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And we're back in the United States, back on Rachel's bed. And my tablet is going crazy! <laughs> so we have no show notes. Exactly zero. <laughs> Good, yes. Oh. I'm gonna turn this on airplane mode because... Uh, you're getting a million messages now. Yep. Okay. Airplane mode is a good way it's to escape buzzing. your problems. Okay, well, let's think about what we're going to talk about then. We came back. We were on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> we're still obviously jet-lagged. My cousin, who I visited last week, who is a world traveler and is soon going to be moving to Russia with her and her husband and her one-year-old baby um, to live there because she works oh. for the U.S. government. Um, oh, I'm sure that's gonna be lovely. Yes. And, well, she already knows, like, Italian and a bunch of other things, but she travels all over the place. Yeah. And she said, and her husband said, who also travels all over the place all the time, that for every hour difference there was, that's the amount of days you have to recover from jet lag. So since we were 13 hours... Oh, Ahead, me. we have 13 days to deal with jet lag. And it is still weird. Like, my sleep oh. schedule is still adjusting. I feel hungry at weird points of the day when I'm not supposed to be because my body still isn't adjusted to that. I'm not tired at night sometimes and weirdly very tired during the day. Are you still jet lagged, Emily? Uh, I don't feel like I was to the extent of the first two days that we were back. Right. Um, I also did take sleeping pills, and I feel like that really fucked me up. <laughs> Oh no! I I'm a very regular shitter, and okay, <laughs> God, this Emily. is important to me. I always before the trip, I would always go at the same times every day, every day, like clockwork. And now that I'm back, it's all out of whack, and it's making me feel not so fresh. Yeah, maybe my body still thinks it's like not the right time. I don't really time my shits, but definitely I noticed that I'm hungry at weird times. Like, I'm hungry at 10 o'clock at night when I definitely ate, when I definitely ate dinner and I had meals during the day, but then I'm like not as hungry for breakfast or lunch because that's normally when I was sleeping two weeks Mm. ago. Speaking of food, we should talk about our airline food experience, since we ate quite a lot of airline food. Oh, yes, we did. We had five flights. All of them had food, uh, except for probably two of them. They only had pretzels. Yeah. But three of the five had full-on meals. Yep. Two of those three had more than one meal. Yep. So, <laughs> let's our, get into it. <laughs> our flight, our first flight from Dallas to Tokyo didn't have any vegetarian options, which no. is bad because Emily is a vegetarian. Yeah. Not to mention that the options they had were so bad. Were gross. I got a weird meat sandwich. <laughs> I swear to God it was like sliced spam, okay? And it was half frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then you got a little thing of ice cream. That was the best part. (laughs) The little thing of ice cream was great. And the first meal was, like, another sandwich, and then, like, two pieces of lettuce, a tomato, like, a carrot stick, and then ham on top. And then, like, more meat salads, and, like, a potato salad. And I was just like, ugh. I think I'll eat my Cliff Bars. (laughs) Yeah, it was, um... 
It was kind of gross. They fed us a lot on that oh my air, fl- air flight. I felt like every time I was like looking up, they're like, more food, more food. More shitty food. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the best thing I had on that one, I think they that one they had chow mein yeah, with lo veggies. Mein. Yeah. Yeah, lo mein with veggies. Yeah. And that was probably the best thing because it actually had, you know, stuff that was not gray in it. Yeah. In our vlog that I posted up earlier, you can see some sad airline food. Yeah. It's very sad. Um, and they give you lots to drink, too, which only makes you have to pee even more. So about 30 minutes after everyone eats, there's a giant line to pee. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, everyone takes forever because you're in the worst porta potty on the face of the planet. It's so loud and small. And you're it's cramped as hell. Oh my god. It's the worst. I hate going to the bathroom on planes. It's just like the most uncomfortable part of flying. It's just like peeing in a tiny hole 30,000 feet in the air, and then there's a sink next to your elbow face yeah. region. <laughs> um, and, and it's so bright in there. You oh can yeah. see every pore on your face, and you're just reminded of how shitty you look. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like over your head too. It's not like it's not it's it's like it's like horror movie lighting. Okay, yeah. it's, it's it's like I am in a like broken down asylum light right right over your head. You look like shit. You feel like shit. You couldn't take a shit because I know it's loud. Yeah. You're shitting into a hole thirty thousand feet in the air, and there's a sink literally under your boob. Like it's just <laughs> it's just not yeah. a fun experience. Yeah, I would not fly on American Airlines internationally anymore. It was the most convenient at the time when we bought the tickets. Yeah. But honestly, I think I might have taken two more days off of work and just taken Air Canada at this point. It was not good. The seats were so, so small. They were so fucking small. And I mean, me and Emily are not exactly small by any stretch of the imagination, but at least Emily is, like, the size of an average woman, and we were, like, on top of each other. Yeah. We were on top of each other, and, and we it were in a two-seater. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't help that there was a baby behind us literally screaming for 13 hours. Yeah. Screaming and kicking the seat, our seats. Yeah. Mostly Emily's seat, but then he switched to my seat, and I was just <laughs> like, why? He would, he would like, crawl down the aisle at some point, then his mom would chase after him. Like, I don't yeah. understand why <laughs> this baby was not tranquilized <laughs> before this flight. Like... Okay, I've seen some parents bring car seats in and just put their baby in the car seat and buckle in the car seat. That's the smartest idea ever. Yeah. Your baby will just think you're in the car and go to sleep. Yep. Let's talk about our better flight experience on Korean Air. Korean Air is the best flight experience I've ever had. And I've been on lots of airplanes. All right, I've been through JetBlue. I've done JetBlue. I've done American Airlines, Delta, Southwest. Korean Air is the best experience I've ever had. For one, the seats were a reasonable person sized. Mm-hmm. So me and Emily didn't have to touch each other the whole flight. <laughs> and I love Emily, but you know, when I when I flew alone to Seattle over Christmas break, the seats were really small and the airplane I was flying on and that was Alaska. And it's just not comfortable to sit with your arms crossed in front of you for like 5 hours because mm-hmm. you don't want to touch the people to either side because it's weird and it's a social norm to not touch people. So 
Yeah. That didn't stop the lady on the last flight from, like, having her thigh on top of mine. What? Yeah. She did? <laughs> yeah. She was like... That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got real close. <laughs> you made friends? <laughs> that lady was pissed off. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was. She was, like, manspreading. <laughs> Just aggressive manspreading. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, back to Korean air. There's like a little knob for your jacket because yeah, sometimes you want to take off your damn jacket. The screens on the back were huge for an international flight. The screen for our two hour flight was about a thousand times better than the shitty little dinky screen you get on the American Airlines flight. Yeah. And they let you start playing movies immediately. Yeah. <sighs> like good movies too. Yeah, I, I watched I, Carol. And I watched Sisters. Like, those were good movies that were out fairly fairly recently, and I, we could start watching them right away. I just thought it was funny that um, they edited Carol to take out the sexy lesbian scene that I know was in there, but besides that weird censorship, the flight was great. You get free earphones... Like, the food they gave us was good. Um, yeah, like, the food they gave us, I know you couldn't eat this, but it was, it was beef bulgogi, I'm pretty sure, and it, or no, it was just, like, beef stew. It was, like, real chunks of beef. Like, it was quality food. And then they gave us this weird, like, juice jelly squishy tube thing. That was really good. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was good. Yeah, it was... And it was only a two-hour flight. Why'd they give us a full meal, you know? Yeah, they gave us a full meal on a two-hour flight. That full meal was better than any of the other meals I had. Yeah. So, then uh, once we finished our trip, we had to fly back on American Airlines. Ah, Another 13 hours! Um, Going through the Itaon Airport, holy shit. It is... The security is so much stricter than in Tokyo. Oh my god. Yeah, in Tokyo they're like, get the fuck out, bye, it doesn't matter, bye, bye, bye. Like... Yeah. It was it was also really packed, and the way that they were, like, funneling people through didn't really make sense to me. Yeah. It was very weird, and... I don't know. I forgot that I had a water bottle in my backpack, and then they stopped me, and they're like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I forgot I was in there. <laughs> you know, you terrorist. I know, me and my half full Aquafina bottle. <laughs> but you can buy bottles of water in the airport, so what's the difference besides them making money? Because, honestly, if it was that big of a safety threat, you couldn't buy it in the airport. Yeah. Anyway, Emily, Emily Stanton reading the airports. Though this flight, the, on the flight back, I had Kyle call American Airlines and be like, she needs vegetarian food. So they did have some available for me, and it was all steamed vegetables all the time, and it made me shit like three times. Because boy, you better believe that there were lots of onions in that, because um, onions are cheap. Yeah. And I basically had the same thing with some meat crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> Not chunks. Crumbles, like like bacon bit sized pieces of like meat just in my food. I was like, yeah. this is not. And appetizing. there was no ice cream this time. Which no is ice cream. Sad. That yeah. was like the best thing. The little tiny thing of ice cream. What did we get instead? Was it a brownie? You got a brownie. I got like more vegetables. What? I got like a salad, and then you you got like a sandwich, and then a br- and, like a Kit Kat. Oh, yeah, the Kit Kat. They just gave me more vegetables. They're like, what do vegetarians eat? Not I Kit don't Kats. know. I don't <laughs> like, know. <laughs> it's 
It's like, give this bitch a slice of cake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it wasn't so bad. At least I could eat everything. It was easier sleeping on the flight back than on there. I tried so hard to sleep. I even took sleeping pills on the way there, and I still maybe slept for 20 minutes. So I was up for like two days straight. Yeah, I slept more on the way there than on the way back, but I really just tried to keep... I was trying to keep myself awake on the way back because I knew that we were going to be landing in the afternoon, mm-hmm. so I wanted to be like I was awake for this amount of time. I was still tired of shit, but I know. like... And then, <laughs> so we get to Dallas. Our flight has been delayed. So not only do we have a four-hour layover, we have an hour delay. And so we just sit there. We just sit there uh, in the airport miserably for four five hours. And then they're like, oh, the, the plane's still not here. More delay. And then we finally get on the plane. We leave at 9.20 p.m. Granted, we got in at 4 p.m. Okay, and we left Seoul at 5 p.m. At 5 p.m. So it's literally been two days for us, okay? We're, we're still, we're just here still at the airport for like 18 hours. Just- I hate Texas. <laughs> I'm sorry. People had cowboy hats on in the airport, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're a cliche. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, Uh, And the airport had all these, like, coming soon, all these cool, like, restaurants, but, like, none of them were there. Well, (laughs) okay, the first terminal we were sent to was fucking banging. It had, like, 12 different places you could eat. All good, pretty much. Then we find out our flight has been sent to another terminal, so we have to switch terminals. Get on another tram, up another escalator. We must have gone up and down, lugged our luggage everywhere. Like, 20 escalators, at least, in one airport. But anyways, we go to the other terminal, there's like, three places. Yeah. And the only one that's really worth anything is the McDonald's. And then they were out of so much stuff. Yeah. I I went to, they had a Starbucks, and I was like... Oh, do you have like a green tea frap? And he was like, mm, "We're out of matcha powder." I'm like, "Okay, um, do you have any of the teas?" Uh, no, not really. We don't really have any teas. I'm like, "Okay, do you have hot chocolate?" And they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we have that." I was like, "Okay, um, can I get some like flavored syrup?" And there he's like, "Whoa, flavored <laughs> syrup? What do you think this oh is?" My I'm like, God. "A Starbucks." So no flavored syrup. And then he was like, do you want any whipped cream? Oh, wait. No, sorry. We don't have any whipped cream. God. I was like, okay, then. The, like, saddest Starbucks in the face of existence. Yeah, when I went to the McDonald's to get something, he was like, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, do you have any lemonade? He was like, no. <laughs> I was like, shit, um, I guess I'll just take water. <laughs> yeah. God. I don't know. Fuck no. It. It's like, I'm sorry for asking. <laughs> fuck you, fucking Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck the fucking Alamo <laughs> Fuck your long horse steers uh, Oh my god So yeah when we finally get back to Tampa It's 12.45am We feel on and Sunday. look On, on Monday, Monday. We, <laughs> we feel and look like literal pieces of shit <laughs> We're so tired And we just want to be home I, I didn't even record because we looked that bad. Yeah. It was bad. Kyle picks us up. Then we have a two and a half hour car ride back to Gainesville. <laughs> and we finally get home at 3.30 a.m. on Monday morning. Killing it. 
That is Tuesday in Korea. We left on a Sunday. We got back on a Tuesday. Crazy. That was intense. Throwing up on a Tuesday. Oh my god. (laughs) If... I definitely want to go back, and if we're going to do this all again, we need to schedule more days to actually recover, because this was so intense. Yeah, the first two days back, I mean, like, I went back to work on Tuesday, and so did Emily. (laughs) I felt like I was high most of the day, because I was so tired and not used to being awake at that moment that I was not, I was, I was not thinking clearly at all. No, I was very, very tired. I think I went to sleep that night at like seven thirty p.m. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Not a good look. I think also when we go back to Japan, Devin had us doing shit every second from like morning till nighttime. Which was good, because we were only there for, like, three and a half days. Yeah. But it was exhausting. Yeah, I think I'd want to schedule more more leisure time. Like, if we get in that day, I don't want to go out that night like we did. Like, we flew in, then went to Shibuya, had dinner, did karaoke, like, went out. Yeah. It was a lot. I was, like, by the end, I'm like, ah! And then we got back, and I couldn't fucking sleep, because it was you know, like, noon in America, where I'm used to, and I tried so hard to sleep, and I just couldn't, so I ended up, like, giving up and taking sleeping pills, and, like, it was, it was not good. I would like to schedule just a day to just get there, you know? (sighs) Okay. When we were actually in Tokyo and Seoul, we used the trains mostly, uh, in Tokyo, we did use the bus system. We weren't that brave in Seoul. We only used the trains. Yeah, we didn't attempt busing anywhere. Bussing. Bussing anywhere. <laughs> um, but let's let's talk about... I mean, well, in Tokyo, for the most part, Devin was leading us around by our noses. And good, because the Tokyo subway is not easy to navigate. It seems very confusing, and the reason why that is is because the lines are named something. They're not necessarily a number and a color like they were in Seoul. Um, so you'd have to get on... I don't even know, a, a a name of a line and then transfer to another named line. And then there was express trains, non-express trains. Yeah. Like, it'd be going in the same, it'd have the same rail, but if it's an express train, it doesn't have all the stops and it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be something to get used to, definitely, because that was very hard to navigate. And I'm really glad that Devin led us around because we really did not know where we were going half the time. Yeah. And commuting took up a big portion of money and time. Yes, definitely. It was not cheap at no. all. An old lady also collapsed in a bus. Yeah, on our on our way to the airport to go to Seoul, we were just in the bus. It was so hot. Guys, it is so hot in the trains, in the subway, in the no buses. No AC. They do not put the AC on. And Devin told us that it's always like that and even the old people complain that like it's too hot like people aren't cold they're not keeping it warm because people are cold it's not like it's the dead of winter we're there in the springtime it was like maybe 70 degrees outside 65 70 degrees and it got so stifling hot in there i mean i was sweating emily was sweating and then this lady collapses and the bus driver 
like pulls over and keeps asking her, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" Obviously Japanese. Yeah. Um, and she's not responding, and so he asks the girl sitting on the seat, like up next to him. The buses are weirdly designed, but she's yeah. on like a high seat next to the driver, and he's like, "Call, you know, the emergency." Yeah. Hospital, whatever. Um, and then he lets he makes everyone get off the bus. Yeah. And he says, I think he said that there's another bus we could get on, but we didn't. We just crossed the street and went to a, a subway <laughs> and then took the train to a bus. Yeah. <laughs> to a train, to a bus, to an escalator. <laughs> like, that's how it felt. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, that's that was the last day. Yeah, in Seoul, too. It, the, the subways were just so warm. It was so hot. <laughs> Ugh. And then you get outside, you'd be like, thank God. Yeah. At nighttime, it got pretty cold, so you're taking a jacket, and then you just... You would think it would get colder underground, but no. Nope. It's hot. Yeah. Hot. So, I really like the Seoul subway system. It was super easy. All the lines are numbered and color-coded, and we used an app that was... Um, it's called Subway. subway. <laughs> like, Seoul Subway. I'll post a link to it. Um, it has an English map. It was really great. You can put in in the app uh, your start station and your end station. Google Maps isn't reliable in South Korea. You can kind of figure out from Google Maps um, the closest subway stop yeah. to your location. And then you can just put that in. And it will show you the quickest way to go. And it was really, really nice to have that. And it works without Wi-Fi. So, yeah. Um, you can't see, like, with Wi-Fi, you can actually see, like, the trains, like, coming down the track or whatever, but you don't really need that, because the train relatively comes every four to seven minutes, so, like, if you just miss it, you have to wait a few minutes, but the train is coming almost constantly, especially during the day. The, I mean, the, the subway stations themselves are, were really easy to navigate, because you just find your colored number, mm-hmm. and then you go to the direction of which you're going. Um, sometimes that was confusing because they would use, like, stops at the very end of the line, and you're like, wait, I'm looking for the one that is this stop right after mm-hmm. this station, and that wouldn't be the one you'd have to, like, look it up. But other than that, it was pretty easy to navigate. Yeah. They do that in D.C. They'll be like... Oh, you're on the orange line headed towards the, this last station. But the the Korean subway system used, like, different stops, like, randomly. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm looking for the last station in this direction. And they're like, nope. I think they may have done it by, like, the most popular station in that direction. Maybe. Which would make more sense to us if we were, you know, South Korean citizens. And <laughs> we did this all the time. Um, but it was still very easy to navigate. Yeah, I'm glad that... All the stop names were written in English. They were written in um, Katakana. They were in Hangul. It, Korea yeah. was very, very friendly to foreign tourists. Yep. Especially to people who spoke English, Japanese, and Chinese. Yep. They had... Um, I definitely heard, like, in the subway itself, like, when you were on the train, announcements would be made first in Hangul, first, and then in um, English, and then in... Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. So that would must have been very helpful for people who speak Mandarin, and also for people who speak English, like us. Uh, yeah, at the airport, we noticed that a lot, and I mean a lot, of Chinese tourists bring empty suitcases and then go to the duty-free shops and buy, like, hundreds of items, yeah, and they- then shove them in their suitcase and leave. 
they serious about that duty-free item. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I think because you can't get some of that stuff in China. I really don't know. Maybe we could research that and find an answer. Leisha, why? <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was interesting. I did notice that there were a lot of Japanese tourists as well yeah. in Seoul. There was uh, a bunch of uh, older Japanese women behind us in uh, our wait for Namsum Tower. And... We accidentally hit them with one of our bags. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. But I said it in Japanese, and she was like, oh, you speak <laughs> oh. Japanese? And I'm like, please don't talk to me. I don't speak a lot of Japanese. And then she apparently made fun of me because I didn't have a jacket. I was yeah. freezing my ass she off. She did make fun of you. I was, <laughs> I was freezing my ass off. We went, this was like the day we got to Seoul. We were like... I was really tired, but Emily was like, come on, we gotta do one thing. So we went to Namsan Tower, which is North Seoul Tower. Yeah. and On a mountain. And it, it was hot during the day, okay, so I didn't bring my jacket, <laughs> but then the sun set, and it was cold as shit on that mountaintop. <laughs> yeah. I was freezing my little ass off. Yeah. Um, and she laughed at me. Yeah. The elderly Japanese lady laughed at me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. You can fake your way through any conversation by laughing and smiling. Yep, you really can. English ones, too. Yeah. Yep. So on that note, we will leave you. We will actually get into the meat of our journey next time. We'll actually talk about the stuff we did. We did a little bit this time, but... Yeah. Next podcast, we'll talk about our adventures in Japan, and then the one after, we'll get into Seoul. So look forward to that. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can follow us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. You can listen to us on iTunes and through Podbean at soulmates.podbean.com. And if you want to talk to us or send us some info or tell us we're dumb, you can send an email to soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Did I miss anything? Nope. You got everything. Okay, cool. Bye, guys. Bye.